0: Life is just the lonely highway I'm out here on the open road I'm old enough to see behind me I'm Young enough to feel my soul I don't wanna lose you, baby I don't wanna be alone
1: And we're back for episode two. Um, I'm Yancey Wilkinson, and you're listening to The Open Road. Very excited about our guest today. She is one of the most energetic, vibrant individuals that I know, um, under, the, under the height of five feet. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's a world traveler, she's a researcher, she's just inspirational, she's so positive, she's always smiling, she's always happy. <laughs> She's great. We always have great conversations and yes, we do. I'm, I, I feel honored to have her as a guest on the show. Um, if you don't mind, could you introduce yourself and state your first and last name, uh, where you're from, and what you would consider to be your occupation?
2: So thanks for having me on this, Yancy. I just always enjoy talking with you. Um, my name is Kalpana Kutaya. I'm originally from India. I came here um, about 28 years ago uh, with the plan to just be here for one year and uh, promised my mom and dad I'd go back after one year and stayed for 28 just because I love the life of um, having the ability to just do what you like be what you want to be it's not that I didn't have that opportunity growing up uh, where I grew up back in India it's just that when you go to a foreign land you're inspired by different things. Inspired by the people, inspired by the novelty of the difference, you know, inspired by um, the curiosity of what can be, so all of that is just exciting for me, mm-hmm. and always has been. And when I was a young kid, I grew up in a very encouraging, happy family that would support you for anything you did, anything you did, whatever you wanted to think, whoever you wanted to be, mm-hmm. however you wanted to behave. So that kind of made me think that I should never just sit back and do nothing at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's part of you know, where I started, realizing that you have the options to do and you're not conformed by
1: mm-hmm. things. Did you have siblings? I on? do. Okay. I
2: have an older brother, and uh, he's married, and he's got two boys who are very sweet. Uh, I'm not married, uh, and I'm happy not to be married. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, good. There's nothing wrong yes, with that. <laughs> I love uh, families but I don't have my own, but I've enjoyed my friends, families, and Mm -hmm. uh, got to know, I went to a boarding school, it was a very British boarding school, but that allowed you to engage with other children, grow Mm -hmm. up among other kids uh, that came from very diverse backgrounds, uh, so that gave you, um, it put put you in an even playing field Mm -hmm. that uh, brought you up to think that life is about being fair to everything Mm -hmm. and everybody, Mm -hmm. Um, so because we had kids in the school who came from extremely r- wealthy families and those who came joined as being, that had got scholarships mm-hmm. to be in the boarding school. But it was a beautiful place. It was about 750 acres of rolling grasslands and yeah. tea estates, and it was in a hill station in southern India called wow. Uti. So I went up to that school and then following that, uh, I went to architecture school because I always was passionate about building building mm-hmm. things. And
1: in India also? In India also, yes. Okay. So,
2: I did my undergraduate in India uh, from a southern city in India called Bangalore. and um, Yeah, Bangalore, yeah. yeah. so I've
1: heard about that <laughs> a, a lot in books. Yes, <laughs> Bangalore. now. Yeah, but a when I first came,
2: yeah. nobody knew about it, but it's become more popular now because of uh, the IT industry and mm-hmm. uh, being such a commercial hub and such a strategic location for many businesses worldwide
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that want a place in southern India. So th- it's been popular, made popularized for that. So I went to school, the architecture there. Uh, worked for five years as an architect, uh, and then but I, my passion for Where design. Did you work? I worked it's with a, f- a firm called Team Two, that was uh, had engineers, architects, uh, specific, uh, s- and all kinds of uh, um, support, design ancillary design mm-hmm. things to the design field. But we mostly built all kinds of buildings. We didn't specialize in anything in particular, but. You built residential, commercial, academic institutions. it was a big variety mm-hmm. of many things
1: so what let me ask you what was what was it about building or about architecture that intrigued you that wanted that made you want to get into that as a profession i mean was it was it things that you saw around India as growing up or were there things that you were exposed to through other media, because I know back then they didn't have. It wasn't the internet. You couldn't. No. You know. No, you couldn't, you couldn't go online and not. just look at things no. all over the world and be inspired by that. But was it was it inspired by things that you had seen in your childhood? It, it's or was definitely
2: it? things that I had seen. I think it is probably the environment that I went to school in because it had. Uh, if you remember, I told you it was a British public school. Mm-hmm. So it had beautiful buildings, just beautiful buildings set in very very lush landscapes that mm-hmm. i think it brought upon you a personality that uh, was very open and i think i real it occurred to me that design actually makes a difference with what environment you're situated within
3: mm-hmm. so
2: uh, but didn't know it so formally back then but i've come to understand it and it's kind of become a little more acute now in my understanding of design mm-hmm. um, but the the education was very formal very structured mm-hmm. uh, you had to learn every Engineering trade, every civil trade, every all the what we call the trades here now. Um, no matter what your no focus was, focus you had to was. know everything. So we had to know everything. Design uh, studios were for all five years. History of architecture. So the history of architecture piece, uh, when it introduced, I think the contemporary architecture and the modern architecture is what inspired me to start to travel around the world. So I love travel. <laughs> You're right. I love to travel. I've been to about 66. I know, 66. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm, en- I'm envious.
1: I look at your Instagram, I'm like, man, where is she? Oh, she's back.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm
1: glad to, I caught you for this, though. Yeah.
2: So You're I've been to about now, 66 man. countries. I've mm. uh, been traveling since uh, 1982. And, mm. uh, So every year I try to go to some place. Yes. (laughs) 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 So every year I try to go to some place that I've never been before, Mm -hmm. um, because I always feel that you can't experience a culture of a place unless you physically go to a foreign place. Uh, You have to be somewhere different, put yourself in a situation that you're not comfortable in, understand what the nuances of life are with people. Um, what, they, what they eat, what they drink, what they understand, what they understand as festivals, what they understand as relationships with family, and what they understand as their dedication to their society. So it, it's been interesting, very, very intriguing, in the mm-hmm. I, like I said, the last 66 countries. But um, slowly things have changed, and the world is becoming one place, I think, now with the internet. Um, anyway, I, I came to the US to do my graduate school in architecture. I studied at the University of Minnesota in Twin Cities. Loved the place. Just loved it. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason to go there was to, if I was going to leave home, the idea was to kind of go to something entirely different and experience something that you've never experienced before. Not try to go go to a place that you'll recreate what you've left home. Because mm-hmm. l- in life, it's about broadening your vision. It's about broadening your mind. It's right. about broadening who you become as a human being. Right. So, that was reason to find something different. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, not the same, not have a reputation. People are just wonderful in Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) I still tell people I'm a Minnesotan. (laughs) And that kind of... With the accent? With the accent. (laughs) And that kind of comes across funny to people because you don't look Minnesotan. (laughs) You're not that tall, certainly. (laughs) So, I,
1: I always wonder this. With people... So Atlanta, Georgia is an interesting place. I've always loved Atlanta since I was a kid and mm-hmm. I used to come up here and visit and stuff um, in the nineties when it was, you know, hip hop and yes. all the stuff and all these different festivals and things were going on. And there was a lot here that just made it interesting because it wasn't, it wasn't New York, yes. but it wasn't Florida. You know, it was sort of this middle ground middle where there ground. was culture, there was music, there was art, there was creativity but it was it was laid back. it was things were accessible like people you could touch famous yeah. people, and you know they were in the same venues that you were in um so I'm always interested to to, to figure out why a lot of people like yourself mm-hmm. who have been all over the world, yeah world travelers who are very educated, very worldly, they find themselves home in Atlanta, and yes. they they call Atlanta their home yes so i, I I'd just be interested to to hear. What makes Atlanta home to you since you've been here for so long and you've been to so many different places?
2: Actually, I'm glad you asked me that because I would never imagined coming to Atlanta. It just, I came Mm -hmm. here by fluke, Mm -hmm. um, purely by fluke, by chance. I had taken a year off uh, from work. Um, I used to work in California and I took a year off from Mm -hmm. work and thought I should focus on things that made me happy, which was friends, family, travel, and not be bogged down by the rigor of a nine-to-five job because you had the education, you had the experience, and you would always can pick that back up. Mm-hmm. But it's important to give yourself a break, a pause, an expanded state of mind to go back and enjoy that again. Mm-hmm. So I came to Atlanta um, to, because I, I had friends here who seemed to like it, living here, and I thought it was a place that, had the opportunities if you wanted to pick it back up again but i this is the longest i've stayed anywhere in my life mm-hmm. 18 years i've never li- even my boarding school experience was not for 18 years in mm-hmm. one place
3: mm-hmm.
2: but i seem to have liked it very much because people are very very nice the place is small enough yet not too big to get lost mm-hmm. yet not too small to kind of stifle you mm-hmm. Uh, There's constantly things changing in, you know, where we work, it's in the center of everything that's cultural, which is what I value most Mm -hmm. as a person. Uh, It's got a lot of open spaces, and I've actually moved from the suburbs to live in Midtown Mm -hmm. now, and uh, I've liked that. I've been here for 13 years in Midtown, and... Con- it's constantly changing. You like it better than yes. the suburbs.
1: Yes, <laughs> <than the> <laughs> Atlanta's changed a yes. lot in the last yes. ten years, ten yes. or twelve years.
3: Yeah. One of
2: my indicators of how it has changed so much is, you um, we see the big poster that goes up on the high every mm-hmm. every time. Yep. And just the exhibitions that go up on the high, you know that they, that, that means that there's a society and a culture that absorbs that difference. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, when I first came, it was only one type of exhibits. But now mm. there are exhibits that you see that are critical, that are thought-provoking, that are uh, that teach you things, that inform you that you must be aware of certain things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's, um, the Moda's pretty good too. The, my favorite one there was the Luba Lukova uh, right. l- exhibit, which was graphic design, mm-hmm. and it was such a powerful medium with such mm-hmm. minimal strokes. I like things like that. I like when something makes you think. And I like when something makes you want be inspired to act on something mm-hmm. because uh, but not necessarily just push what you think should be out there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I like when um when you when your traditional thinking is being challenged by somebody else or something else or some issue like dif- that's different, so that's the part I enjoy mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. when you I love visiting museums mm-hmm. all the time every place.
1: And I know you're you're also <laughs> a, an art show curator. I do. <laughs> that you do here in the office sometimes. Yes. yes. And also you do photography too. Yes. Is yes. is that something you do outside of the office? I know you take a lot yes, of headshots lot and of you document pictures. some of the yeah. events and things like that.
2: You know, I'm glad you asked me about the photography. That's my biggest passion other than human beings. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Partly because I have used the camera like a like something to that's like a lens. The camera has a lens, I understand, but the lens for me is a very critical lens. So, it, since it always frames on something, I like to use the photography as an investigation of sorts. Mm-hmm. Either an issue or a thought that you have that you want to kind of capture and compare and educate yourself a little more. Mm-hmm. Many times, you get very good photographs in the process mm-hmm. because of the critical thinking. It's like abstract art. You know, mm-hmm. you have to. Look at it a little bit to understand the ab- what the abstractness, what the metaphor is for that abstractness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I also like to live life by metaphors. Mm-hmm. I might have given mm-hmm. you in our previous conversations lots and lots <laughs> of <laughs> yes. metaphors. Yes, <or> several, <laughs> several. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that I think, uh, if you're in the creative fields, it, it helps emphasize more.
1: Mm-hmm. And so people are usually your, your subject. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah. People are my... Favorite subjects. Right. So I did the office headshots, as you know, mm-hmm. for about ten years. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing those headshots, uh, you got to m- learn something from every person you met,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and you were able to share a part of you with yourself with them in the co- in the conversations and in the dialogues that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, many folks are shy. Many folks are assertive. Many folks. Yeah. A, and, you see, and the, the camera variety. has a way of capturing yes. that too. Yes. You can tell who you a person do, is by yeah.
1: looking. At their eye through yeah. their through their portrait. So
2: my conversations with them have been um, the exciting things, and mm-hmm. then I'm very happy when I get the photograph that looks exactly what I have, you know, understood them to be, mm-hmm. and they're very happy mm-hmm. that you've captured the essence of themselves mm-hmm. in the photograph. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a win-win both way for mm-hmm. them and for me, and uh, it's always brought me joy, I could do exactly. <laughs> you
1: know. So so speaking of the. The metaphor thing. So I, I love metaphors yeah. and, and quotes and things like that. And, you know, you're always so positive. People always <laughs> say, why are you so happy? Why are you smiling all the time? Is there, do you have a morning routine or do you have something that you read every morning or something that no. inspires you to, to kind of put on your, your armor, your shield for the day and put on Kalpana? And so this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be regardless of what's going on in my life i'm not going to change my character or who I am um, throughout this day. Is there something that that sets you in that frame of mind? Nothing like that.
2: I think I'm just one of those people who just got who was born and got lucky to be wired with happiness versus concern or hmm. you know versus anxiety. I often mm-hmm. wonder how I got lucky like that um, but as you get older, you, you, you experience a lot of things in life. So sometimes not every day is good. But I try to start every day to say, this is a fresh start. This is a chance for you to understand that if you put yourself in a good state of mind, most likely you're going to exude that a good energy to other people you meet.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They may be strangers. They may be friends. They may be your colleague. They may be somebody you just meet accidentally on the street. But it's, I also have always believed that it's good to pass good energy to people. It doesn't and it has to happen with the intention mm-hmm. and not necessary that doesn't happen by chance,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so many times when I find myself being concerned about some things, I try to say, Okay, take six steps back,
3: mm-hmm.
2: rethink this in the larger scheme of it. It's so insignificant because I think our mm-hmm. mind makes us go very deep into like into a wormhole when we're concerned about mm-hmm. something, and then mm-hmm. we imagine things that are not true. Mm-hmm. situations, scenarios, people, their intentions, none of that is good when you start going into a negative state of mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I find myself catching myself on that and training myself as I've gotten older to be mindful of it and mm-hmm. not to make it a chronic condition
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, <laughs> and yeah. there
2: is any good that you've been born with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you're, uh, you're a pretty happy person, yeah. but I know that you can be of assertive yeah. and stern <laughs> and you're so smart that you can say something to someone and they'll be like, "Okay, I'm okay. not even, I, I can't, respond to, that, I can't you know? respond to that." So it's like, how do you balance the two? <laughs> but
2: I'm also blessed with another good fortune that most people uh, instantly take to me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, and I—that I cannot explain to you. The minute they it's meet, it's the here, energy. It's the energy. From you them. you attract what yeah, you exude. Yeah, you know, if you
1: if you exude that energy, yeah. then that energy is going to be attracted back, back to you. And
2: yeah. I also believe life is like a mirror, Yancy. it. You usually like you you ref- it reflects back to you what you put out there so I think if if all of us live life that purposefully we will start wanting good things back to reflected back to us
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I think if you can extrapolate that to people who's who you are close to your spouse your children then then you leave them with that legacy mm-hmm. to do it for who they encounter with mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think so, it's sometimes it's to re- remember the very, very basic things that humility is
3: mm-hmm.
2: really the thing that gives you whatever you want to aspire mm-hmm. for.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, and if it's always come my way, it's never ever, I've never been deprived of anything ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. The only things that, um, sometimes you wish for stuff, it doesn't happen, but a few months later you understand exactly why it happened. Mm-hmm. It was not meant for you, it would not have been good for you or for the situation. So I think it's good to be living life mindfully and to take pause and test yourself and be a good critique of yourself rather than just pointing a finger at somebody else always or thinking a situation was not in your Mm -hmm. favor. So I just think those are the things that I think if everybody was able to do that, then you'd have space for yourself and for everyone else Mm -hmm. in Mm
3: -hmm. it.
1: So, I mean, I'd like to go back a little bit back to your childhood mm-hmm. a little bit. Sure. Um, what was it like growing growing up in India back then?
2: So, yeah. people in it, it's India is very much of a um, community-based life, mm-hmm. you know. Living in the U.S., people are more nuclear families, but it's slowly changing there as well. So, I grew up uh, in a place where I lived with my grandparents, my parents, my uncles and aunts slowly mom, all, in the same, all, in the same all in the same house, the same house. it was a, my dad built the house my mom and dad got married in that house as a venue wow and then they lived there and then they both died in the house wow. so uh, now my brother and me have inherited that place and mm. i have to tell you each time i go back there i just have peace <laughs> really yeah so does your brother still live there yes or? he still okay. lives there and um, it's a coffee plant it's in, situated in a coffee plantation mm. in southern india so i went to school where the tea grows and i at home i came where the coffee grows so we still have the coffee <laughs> plantation, and it's um, a very peaceful place, honestly. And people, it's you live life like in a support system. You mm-hmm. have help at home to take care of many things, but you look after them as well.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so many of them have been there for the whole duration of my parents mm-hmm. from the time we were little, and now they're older with us. They've grown mm-hmm. old with us.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's our network, our support network.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we were always taught at home to be kind and respectful to everyone even if they were the help at home because their role was important their role was significant in your upbringing Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. could enjoy certain things because somebody else worked hard on your behalf Mm -hmm. but you were a child you had to take care of your studies and your education and focus on that and not necessarily be derailed in any way so Mm -hmm. it was a very conditional way of being brought up and I think that helped you be respectful it's in living in India, the society is uh, joint family. Yeah. Many people get mm-hmm. married in the joint family. Mm-hmm. But I come from a part of India where there is no religion. Mm-hmm. So it's ancestral worship. So you always pray, if you think, to the, p- to the people who've older than you. We have a custom and a tradition that when you meet a person older than you, you touch their feet and they give you a blessing and they give you hugs and bless you and you give them respect. So it's not a bad thing to you know, bow down to somebody because um and so that is something that I think I have always enjoyed but now as a grown old I do that only with people I really respect <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I think there has to be a difference to explain to somebody why you respect them mm-hmm. and and I always l- love to learn from mm-hmm. all of them so yeah, you can't go around kissing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in here. <laughs> but unfortunately, most of them have passed, and we have become the elder generation at home now. Mm-hmm. So we still get people, you know, touch my nephews, touch my feet, and, you know, you respect them. And so it's a very uh, cyclical society like that. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: So what was the, so growing up in a household with so many people, yeah. which I'm sure that there was a lot of togetherness, camaraderie, yeah. family, and all that and then moving to the US and then I guess maybe you had a roommate first but yeah but now you live alone right yeah. so you you live by yourself yeah. what was that was was it a transition where you were like oh thank god I have my own no, space no. or was it like wow I miss my family
2: I, you remember I went to boarding school right so in boarding school we had big dormitories so mm-hmm. we all were responsible for since we were six I went to boarding school when I was six years old mm. and my brother went to boarding school too but I think for me it worked out in a better way I got more accustomed to work, living and working and appreciating different types of people. Mm -hmm. My brother was a homesick kind, he just missed my mom and dad all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But my parents just, you know, sacrificed so much, but they sacrificed in a very thoughtful way because now both of them have passed and uh, I don't have them in my life, but they, you know, their influence is so strong Mm -hmm. that you get reminded of many things taught you to be and i'm thinking who taught me to be that way and then your teachers are very nice people too in boarding school
1: but that's how you know you have great parents
2: yes (laughs) yeah
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. so you were always not just you were not told the truth you were not behave you were not told to behave you were always things were explained to you Mm -hmm. why it should be that way and how what a difference you can make
3: Mm
2: -hmm. my one of the things my mom would always say is if a place is not good make it better before you leave it yeah Always, you know, like never mind if you got it crappy, leave it better for the next person. So, and that goes for everything. And I've taken that to, if you're in a bad relationship, improve it. If you're in a bad situation, in a, on a task, mm-hmm. what will you do to make it better? You know, so that's, uh, it's extrapolated in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I've enjoyed uh, catching myself on things and feel good about when you've acknowledged that you'd be able to move something mm-hmm. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you my friends growing up in boarding school, we're all good friends for the last forty years. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to find anyone on Facebook. <laughs> 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 I was the one like a uh, glue who kind of kept everybody yeah, in yeah. place and the connector. Yeah, the yeah, connector, yeah. you know. Like as you know, I love to take photographs so whenever we meet, I've documented almost everybody's lives mm-hmm. since they got married and then they've had kids and now their kids are grown up and now they're going to college and now they're graduations, mm-hmm. when they'll be mm-hmm. getting married. Mm-hmm. So most people don't like this pose for the photographs but then <laughs> later ask you for yeah. the pictures <laughs> yeah. when they can see it in that chronological yeah. order yeah. so that has been um, you know it's brought me joy to kind of bring somebody else joy
1: mm-hmm. in
2: that from that angle
1: mm-hmm. uh, do you still keep in contact with some of the people that you grew up with all of them okay all of them I'm never are they still in india or have they mm, they're all, all over stuff?
2: the world actually okay. many of them are in the us many of them are in india many of them are in mm-hmm. europe and uk and mm-hmm. australia and south america mm-hmm just about every way. One good thing about myself, I will tell you though, I've never lost touch with anybody in my life. Yeah. If I've had an introduction and a relationship with them, even if it's a stranger I've met on a plane and mm-hmm. if we've exchanged notes, mm-hmm. um, I'm in touch with them. Yeah. And uh,
1: You know that's a, that's, that's a talent and a skill <laughs> to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. I try to do that as well. Yeah. Um, but that's I mean a lot of people don't do that. And yeah. You have to kind of go out of your way to do it because you can't expect yes. someone to yes keep in contact
3: with you, you yes. have yes. to be the one to and do then you have
2: to also give them the space if they don't want to keep in touch with mm-hmm.
3: you yeah uh, absolutely. one of one of
2: the ways I do it is I always remember everyone's birthdays. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. to remember their birthdays because I think if it was if they were not born that day just they would not have existed, they would not have mm-hmm. crossed my path, mm-hmm. and we would not have you know met at any certain point and mm-hmm. I always believe the universe works in a way that mm-hmm. um it comes around, there's some connection, the six mm-hmm. degrees, are finding it two degrees now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's, it's so that's a nice way, and um, I think to always celebrate that they were born that day, and you always have something happy to share with them, whether it's a good memory or it's an appreciation of mm-hmm. your connection with them, uh, it has all brought me joy and it has brought them joy that you remember it mm-hmm. from that angle.
1: Mm-hmm. When's your birthday?
2: Mine is February 28th. <laughs>
1: February 28th, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: not a leaf that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not a leaf here. yeah. So but I just think those things are, it's a nice way to connect. And at mm-hmm. least once a year, you'll remember mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to bug them if they're busy people and if they would like to focus on what they're focusing in life. But when you connect with them on that day, yeah, they're glad you did. You
1: ever organize like a reunion or get your friend, a bunch of your yes. friends together? or All the time. I'm sure you know tons of time. people who don't know each other yes i think it would be interesting to have to do something like that yes. where you have a bunch of people that you've met in different stages and phases of your life yes. and kind of have them meet in a public because I, I, i've
2: done that all the time now all have? my friends okay. are st- thoroughly shuffled up like a nice deck <laughs> that's great they all know each other yeah. so i've never had to kind of explain anything they know the stories we've shared mm-hmm. or they even understand the things that of interest to you, mm-hmm. what you like, that you know, so it's become easy to live life now because everyone is well mixed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but most, mostly, you meet interesting people right. that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, I
1: think everybody's interesting. I think so. Hence yes. this, You're right. this podcast. Yes. I mean, yes, I just I have these conversations with people, and it's just like incredible mm-hmm. what they tell me, and their stories, and their background, yes. where they have come from, and where they are, where they're going. Absolutely. And so I figured that someone has to start documenting these things nice. because
2: nice, yeah. you
1: know I, I'm meeting these people and they may never have this conversation with anyone else besides me yes and yes. so I want people to hear these things yes. you know if me and you were having this conversation and we weren't recording it <laughs> no I one agree. would no one would hear right, this right. stuff and they wouldn't know these things no, no, about, I, about Yancy, you
2: Yancy you. you are a wonderful person I've appreciated oh, thank thank everything you. talking about the art show you're talented <laughs> you're talented oh, you. beyond explanation thank you. <laughs> in so many different ways from the grace that you have as a person to the skill that you have learned and been taught and everything in between thank you. you're a i see your instagram posts you're a wonderful father you're a talented musician i know how well you work we've had lots of fun you have a good sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's so many things th- s- th- thank you so much you're i mean that
1: means a lot coming yeah, from you you're yeah
2: you're a really Good person you. inside and out, and it's just not how you look. You're you're very nice to look thank at, you. but you've got a wonderful <laughs> huge heart.
0: Thank you.
2: And that's you. the beauty of small inside. I think is how we oh. usually mm-hmm. comes. What we radiate on the outside is mm-hmm. what who we are inside. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know I've enjoyed this conversation. Well, I've you. enjoyed many conversations. Yeah. With you. I mean, it's absolutely. And you're yeah. right about trying to somehow capture those. So yeah, that
1: we have to. I mean, you have to document things yeah. because you know it's when these things when we pass yes. what's going to be left on what's gonna you know be and i always said that i wanted to i love writing too that's mm-hmm. another thing that i do a lot and you know those are the when the internet shuts down yeah. there's no electricity all we have is things that are on paper things right. that are documented on right. art books right. artifacts yes. things that we've made yes. physically buildings, buildings those types of things so that's right. you know it's it's the people who are behind those things we're the ones who create those things and so you know we have to document our interaction, interaction because those absolutely. things aren't going to be documented out in the world and
2: especially the, what you just described all of it is an expression of something mm-hmm. it's an expression of thought feeling emotion all the senses that we kind of mm-hmm. bring to our creativity and um, they're expressed in different ways you know between the writing and the drawing and the sketching and the photography or with buildings it, it's all an expression of emotion
3: mm-hmm.
2: and of mm-hmm. We might put it for need. We might put it for uh, whatever we do express Mm -hmm. it for, Mm -hmm. but it's an expression of something. Mm -hmm. And I think that essence of that Mm -hmm. also needs to be somehow documented. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, we can take a photograph, I think it's good to kind of have a, mm-hmm. a different kind of a mm-hmm. representation yeah, documented. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you're doing these. And I'm <laughs> sure you'll meet wonderful, <laughs> wonderful people. And they'll all have wonderful things wonderful to share. Wonderful stories. So yeah, 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 yeah. This is so awesome. It's a nice, very nice idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad you're doing it. Um, because I, like you, have always thought that it's easy to just put the phone down and document it. Yeah. But you've never really done it because yeah. uh, people get busy and they don't necessarily... Our intent drives our actions. Mm-hmm. Our, our thought, our intent, which is our thought, drives our actions. Mm-hmm. And our actions, you know, that, that gets documented as your deed and your mm-hmm. your portfolio in life as mm-hmm. a human being mm-hmm. and your legacy. Mm-hmm. And everyone's legacy doesn't have to be super, you know, like a Gandhi or Mother Teresa mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. somebody if I have to give you an Indian reference mm-hmm. <laughs> from the background <laughs> i mean i love martin luther king too where yeah. i live now here in atlanta so mm-hmm. it doesn't always have you can't always be that person right but right. you can be many little many little you versions of difference. that person. yeah, yeah everybody
1: yeah. can make a difference yeah, yeah. everybody has the power to power. make a difference yes. Yes. you just have to realize you have that power but right. somebody has to let you know yeah. that you have you have, you have power, power. Yeah. and yeah. a lot of people don't realize that they have power yeah. at a young age and so meeting you and and speaking with you and learning more about you it's very evident and that that was instilled in yeah, you yeah. very early on in life because there's no no one can tell you no one, yeah. no one can take that away from you no, no one. one can say true, Kalpana true, you're powerless yes you you would look yes. at them in life. you okay. <laughs> and then you would tell them off like i've heard you do i've not only the tell several them people off before
2: <laughs> i would tell <laughs> them what they can do to make a difference too right exactly but another thing yancy which i also want to share with you is that I think in life, success is about being content, mm-hmm. and when content you are content but not
1: comfortable—not comfortable—you're right.
2: Comfortable, you're right. Mm-hmm. Because if you are content, not to become lazy, but to give you the confidence to do more.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because if you are not content, and if you all, you'll always be doubtful of any of you, anything that you do, and anything that you do half-heartedly is never strong enough to mm-hmm. last a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think the contentment is to find satisfaction in in. The the success of anything is to have contentment and joy and happiness.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not necessarily the money you have in the bank, right. and it's not necessarily any materialistic things you have.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's when we pass, we usually people want to be people get solace from the happy memories mm-hmm. of people they've had interactions with, mm-hmm. and not necessarily a big bank balance. It might mm-hmm. help to meet a cause. But you have to manage that money. You have to pay taxes on mm-hmm. that money. I mean, there is lots of stuff to do with things. When y- even if you have a house, you have to look after the house. You have to maintain the house. Mm-hmm. You have to keep it up. So, but when you exchange good energy with people, mm-hmm. it's just it gives you strength, mm-hmm. and courage, mm-hmm. and confidence.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So content contentment is that is that happiness? Is that what happiness is?
2: I would define that as happiness okay. for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, w- we had once a leadership institute through the firm and uh, we were asked to describe what's your personal go in life and uh, i thought oh now i'm going to come off as a smart ass because <laughs> <laughs> my personal <laughs> goal in life is just to be happy yeah. but i'll tell you it's a hard goal to meet mm-hmm. because uh, as human beings we have emotions you have anger you have irritation you have tiredness you have stress you have there are many things and when you're in any of those states you don't necessarily are not functioning on your full capacity uh, as a person Uh, and you take the shortcut. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: when you take the shortcut, you're never in a nice place Mm -hmm. because you know you've not met, done the right thing. Mm -hmm. So as you've grown older, I've realized happiness is about different things. It's Mm -hmm. about getting patient about stuff. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. about slowing it down. It's Mm -hmm. having time for other people. Mm -hmm. It's about um, accepting other points Mm -hmm. of view. Mm -hmm. So it's about many, many things that then make you understand that this actually, if you change yourself in any way, the change, the goodness of that change, stays with you. And you even if you think you've changed for some your spouse,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you've changed for your kid, no, you've cha- if you've done that change, that change it's stays you, with you. Yeah,
1: absolutely, Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, it's interesting because people always, they always associate happiness with a thing or a situation, or are you in a happy marriage? Are yeah. you happy working yeah. there? Right. No. no if you 're a happy person, person. then you 're going to be happy, regardless yeah. of what your situation yes, is you're absolutely. Gonna, it's going to change it's you like you change. said, yeah, but I think people have to rethink about how they perceive how they perceive happiness, happiness. yeah, and more people would be happy
2: and I think there are other things about success. what do people consider success? Mm-hmm. many it means different things for different people I mean, for some people, it might be to have a full life, bring up their kids, you know leave something for the next generation. Mm-hmm for some people's uh, success is about being able to change the course of action.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: For some people it might be to get to a certain place in their profession. Mm-hmm. So it's different things for different mm-hmm. people and you have to just meet them at that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. Um, and not try to change it mm-hmm. because it's a very individual and dependent thing. Mm-hmm. But the crux of everything is contentment and satisfaction. That is what I think uh, everyone, the common denominator for everybody yeah. is that.
1: Yeah, I think we see eye to eye on We that. see, we, <laughs> you might That's see great. eye
2: to eye if you're seated next to me. If you're standing, you'll be, I'll have to look up to you and see. <laughs> Which oh, I'll be yeah. happy to by the way, because yeah. I do respect everything you do. <laughs> I'll be happy to look up to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah.
1: Um. So you just got back in town, right? You were you in LA or in Los
2: Angeles? Yeah, yeah. How was your trip? It was very nice. i went been yeah. to Memorial Day weekend. I love California. I love it's California. Just, oh it's man, just I love California. Super, super nice. Yeah. The I prefer
1: Southern Cal. Me too. In Northern Cal. Me but, too. Um. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
2: I just think everything is so down to earth there. Everything can function at. You know. Uh, my analogy is that the freeways in LA are so wide and so mm-hmm. long, and mm-hmm. all kinds of vehicles going on there. Yeah. And once you're on that place, that's why they call it the freeway. <laughs> the freeway, they call it the yes. freeway, because it's like
1: why it's, it's right. so wide, like, and
2: everyone you, can function at their yeah. own speed, at their own yep. pace. Yep. And it could be in a pickup truck, it could mm-hmm. be in the fanciest, most mm-hmm. expensive uh, automobile, mm-hmm. it could be on a bicycle, it could be in anything. And mm-hmm. but everybody's moving in one direction, mm-hmm. and that's advancement. And I just like mm-hmm. that. I mean, yeah. it's uh, did you
1: did you, have, you say you did you ever live in California? I did. Yeah? I okay. did
2: actually in the U.S. Uh, I've had a like I said, I came for one year and I stayed for so long, mm-hmm. right? So I've uh, traveled to every single national park in the U.S. Wow! I thought if I ever wow. become a U.S. citizen, how I'm many national
1: be park? parks are in the U.S.? Oh,
2: there are hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. And you've you been to every <laughs> yeah. single one? Well, I've been to forty-nine <laughs> of the fifty states. The reason to come was to explore and experience new yeah, life, right? Yeah. So the exploring the U.S. is a big country, and to see all of it was really hard. So some of the travels and journeys have been up and down the Mississippi River mm-hmm. to understand the source to, the, to when it opens to the Gulf of Mexico. Sometimes mm-hmm. it has been along the coast, mm-hmm. along the Pacific coast or the northeast coast, driven literally all around there, camped in all the national parks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One time it drove from Minneapolis to Prudhoe Bay. Past the Arctic Circle,
3: mm, uh, wow.
2: back then Alamo would say with a car where the miles were free or something. So he <laughs> took the car at 500, 000, 500 miles and returned it with 12,800 miles. He says, words? "Where did
3: you take the car?" <coughs> so I said, "To Alaska <laughs>
2: <laughs> from Minneapolis." <laughs> but it was such a wonderful trip, Yancy. We went through uh, um, North Dakota, you know, through the can, uh, Canadian. Um, Banff Jasper mm-hmm. uh, and then through um, Banff, Canadian Rockies yeah. nice, yes. up to Fairbanks and then just uh, up to past the Arctic mm-hmm. Circle and then up to Prudhoe Bay it's very interesting to be driving on these freeways in the US because you have miles and miles like in, in the Alaska trip, miles and miles of beautiful flowers, wild flowers as far as your eye can see a sheet of purple or a sheet of pink or a sheet of yellow so to kind of understand texture, landscape mm-hmm. All of that informs our design sensibilities, Mm -hmm. I think. Your openness with which you experience life Mm -hmm. changes your perception about life. Mm -hmm. And I think you're able to function from a happier place if you put yourself in Mm -hmm. different. um, Some people, unfortunately, have a way of putting themselves in trouble all the time. (laughs) 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 But I think it will inform you in a different way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Travel does inform me. Photography informs me in a different way. And those are the reasons I do it all the time.
1: so what state haven't you been
2: Kansas. To? Kansas? Yeah. No, I've <laughs> never been to Kansas. Are you Kansas. planning
1: to go? you, know, you just don't want to go? I will go? go,
2: but I should have been smart about it. I was wondering, where can I go for my 50th birthday? <laughs> I've done anything, been everywhere, you know, because I've not really waited till I get older, till I've, you know, retired to do certain things. Like, mm-hmm. for me, life has been, it's a journey, and, it ha- and I've lived it like a journey mm-hmm. uh, to take the road less traveled always, to learn, learn from that experience. Uh, to find joy from that experience, because you never know when it'll end. There's no mm-hmm. guarantees whether you'll live to old age or not.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: I've decided to take all my opportunities mm-hmm. as they've come. Yeah. Also enjoy growing older.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That I think has has brought me the confidence of being the person who has not got to worry about what next. You know. You
1: never hear you never hear people say that. Yeah. I mean, I always said that when I was younger. Like, yeah. My friends and some of them who. Who I'm still really close mm-hmm. with. We always wanted to be men. Men, that's what we fast. that's what we fast. wanted to. We yeah. wanted to grow up and we wanted to experience things. But you never hear, especially women. I never yeah. hear women say, "Oh, I've enjoyed in going have. into old age." I've I, I've I never have. heard anybody say that. I have, and, and I think minute. part of
2: it is the wisdom you get and the confidence that wisdom can that can give you. Uh, you cannot give it away to somebody, but you have paid attention to things, so. You're, n- you're never anxious to make a decision.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You're never anxious to whether you do something right. Mm-hmm. You do it. Mm-hmm. And then never mind if it's wrong, mm-hmm. because at least you've done it. Then mm-hmm. be anxious and not done it at all. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that I have uh, enjoyed about the confidence growing older has brought me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, most people will acknowledge it, but they just mostly see it from a physical appearance and say, "Oh, I." I've got wrinkles, I got this, I got that. Yeah. I really don't care. I'm quite happy. <laughs> As you can see, I love that's my
1: gray hair. That's wisdom. that's yeah. wisdom. I'm getting a little white yeah. down, down yeah. up in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks good. So, so. you know we're, we're not getting any younger. No, we're not. Um the days aren't going by any slower. The weeks are just flying by. What's do you have anything that's on deck like what's next for you like are you working on any projects are you planning to visit some places you haven't been yet yes, I mean are definitely. you what are, what are some things that are
2: I think um, I, I on a travel es- escapade to Japan is where I plan to go next
1: have you been no, no you've I'm never not been, been to in Japan?
2: Japan no so neither I mean, have
3: I,
1: I've been, China, China, I been to, I've been to China China Russia
2: Russia was beautiful mm-hmm. people were really nice there's a lot of good art history mm-hmm. culture uh, food, I mean, everything was just beautiful mm-hmm. I mean there was such a lot of design. I was so su- surprised that there was so much of design mm-hmm. that was one place that I think I went three hundred and sixty degrees on myself by that I mean, I was anxious about giving my American passport for the visa you know what will um, what will some will it just goes to the Russian federation you know like mm-hmm. so we had grown up with this anxious, biased opinion about. Russia, so we mm-hmm. that's what we've been fed by the news and the media that I was always so nervous. Will I be documented? Will I be? I might mm-hmm. have been and I might will be, mm-hmm. but the whole process of applying, of going there and giving my thing to experiencing it and saying, oh, I'd love to live in this place.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that was one point when I realized I had a biased opinion in life and I, with my experiences of going and experiencing it firsthand, I was willing to change it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think many of the problems people have is the biases they can't lose.
3: Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they
2: feed those biases. Yeah. And those biases become their values. Right, right. And their values is how they act upon. Right. And much of the wrong that we see are the misinformed bias values. Yeah. So that's the reason I had to explain to you about how I changed my opinion of traveling to Russia to enjoying having gone. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a wonderful uh, experience, actually. Yeah. And I'm glad I gave that to myself. Um, but Japan is the next place. You know, it's design. Everything about Japan is design. Mm-hmm. The food, the clothing, mm-hmm. the place, mm-hmm. the architecture, everything is so yeah. super yeah. cool, <laughs> super, super cool. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and yes. I also like going to a place where I don't, can't understand the language. <laughs> <That's>, I find that <laughs> very exciting. I don't understand a thing you said, but I think sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so you,
1: you're always dropping jewels. <laughs> so you said your biases become your values. Slowly. I never even if thought go, about it that way. Because that's true. Yes. People, yeah, your biases become your values, basically. If
2: you do not check yourself. If you're yourself. not informed. Yes, if you're not right? informed. The big wow. thing in life is to constantly inform yourself
3: mm-hmm.
2: for you to feel good. But you think you're shutting somebody out, you think you're shutting some trouble out, mm-hmm. uh, and then you kind of are informed by somebody else's opinion, somebody who you thought you've trust, but they've mm-hmm. led you in the wrong way,
3: mm-hmm.
2: because they have told you about their bias.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: I think right. these biases, and then you sometimes you believe, say, yes, that happened, you make it happen, it reaffirms what you think, mm-hmm. and uh, then you say, yes, I'm right about everything I decide. Mm-hmm. You're not. Because there's so many variables to every situation. Mm-hmm. There's so many variables to so many things that you can never be knowing it all. Mm-hmm. And you can never predict anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, everything you make, every decision is a risk. Mm-hmm. And you should not worry about failing it. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the beauty of life yeah, to me. that is the beauty of life uncertainty that you Absolutely. don't know when you wake up yes. in the morning. You, you have know. no idea no what's going to happen today. Yeah. And that's why you should because get we up we and...
2: Because we're not in control of anything.
1: Yeah,
2: we think we are, we're but we're not.
1: The only thing we can control is how we react to certain yes. things and how we yes. um, handle situations and, and how we treat people that's regardless of what's going and on. That that's what we can control right. and that's what, that's to me, that's kind of what shapes your character. But it stems character. from
2: a bias if you have one, what is intuitive to you to do right and that to train that intuition to be unbiased is where your values and your integrity lies, mm-hmm. you know, how you shape your, how they get shaped. Mm-hmm. There are we many should, things.
1: We should teach a class called unbiased. Unbiased, <laughs> yes, yes, right.
2: <laughs> Make everybody happy, happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because they, it'll be so much easier for them. You know, we went to this. Um, had to go somewhere in Bennett Street, not Bennett Street, in no, downtown somewhere to give my passport for a visa, and uh, so I couldn't find the place. I drove there. Everything there was boarded up. And I'm mm. thinking, am oh I have I come to the right place? Kept checking the map, kept checking the address. And then I went to a hairdresser right next door. And she mm. said, oh, you're looking for the Russian embassy. Yeah, yeah. And actually travel agent. It's the next door. Went to the next door. I, there was, you know, how there's reflective glass. All I could see was myself <laughs> and the bars. And I'm thinking, crap, I'm going to leave my passport here. I, I better not need my passport to travel for in an emergency back home. Because mm-hmm. anything, you're always, when you always, when you come from another country, you're always anxious whether you need to go back home in a hurry mm-hmm. for whatever emergency you might call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, and then i rung the doorbell and I can't tell you, Yancy, the door opened and it was beautiful inside. Mm. The office was so, like it felt homey in there and people yeah. were just very well dressed, the table's were very nice, the books were beautiful and I'm thinking, was it like a stage that just rotates? Really <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sliding But they door. were so professional. And right then when you met the person and they were so professional, my whole anxiety level of everything yeah. came down. Mm-hmm. And everything after that went like spotless, so um, in that little experiment, I, I ended up in a nice coffee shop that uh, had a lot of history, that or and newspapers that were hung along the wall, like like streamers, but I couldn't read anything because it was written local Czech language, uh, and it led me to a small little store inside that had a very nice cubist ceramic pottery and. It was very architectural, very, very nice, mm-hmm. modern also. So then I said, how am I going to ask this guy whether they're for sale or whether they're part of the exhibit? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I started taking pictures, and he came in, and he said, he put the light on. So the guy came in, and he said, oh, I see interest in taking pictures. I said, yeah, just I like documenting stuff, and I like photographs." So he said, oh, if, then you have to come with me to another place I have to, t- to take you show you another place.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So he took me down. T- he said, no one ever gets to go here. Yancy, we went down the stairs to an attic, come I in a basement, and suddenly the whole basement was like an underground scene where they used to create jazz music
3: wow. in the
2: Nazi time.
3: Wow. And so he says, well
2: the building that you're currently in used to be a Nazi headquarters in Prague. Wow. But it used to be just one of them. So on the walls were you know, wallpapered with newspapers, actual newspapers of period in time during the war and during the time during the regime and all of that so he said there's a well here that's you provided the water for the, all the people who lived here back then so he, he peeked down there's still water in that well and uh, there w- it was like of course everything was anti what they were not supposed to do so then mm. i so then he he said well you've got to take your pictures fast and you've got to head out because i'm not supposed to bring anyone down here to think. but since you love photography so much i thought i'd take you yeah. to a special place so then we went back and sat down uh, in his office. And his office is in an another location. So then um, I asked him, is that, then I suddenly saw a photograph there. And I said, that photograph is taken on this bench that you and I are sitting on? And he says, yeah. And it was a very eclectic o- space. It had floor to ceiling books, wall to wall books. And on top of that, it would have like a Barbie doll. It would have like a gun casing. And I'm thinking, what sort of a, who'd collect
3: these <laughs> kind of un- yeah, random, yeah,
2: yeah, random things. Then I looked at the photograph, and I'm saying, is that Salman Rushdie? And he said, yep. I said, is he sitting where I'm sitting right now? He said, yep. I said, who are you? (laughs) 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 I was so intrigued who this man was that he had so much. Oh, he had
1: access, and he...
2: Actually, I forgot to tell you one piece of the story. When he put the photograph on, he came and he brought me a wallet. And Mm -hmm. he said, that's how I got to talking to him along with the photographs. He gave me a wallet, and he said... uh, can you take this back to somebody in India? Mm-hmm. So I was intrigued how he kind of knew where I was from. He made the assumption I live in India. So I opened mm. the wallet, and my friend who was with me said, how are you going to take this? So I said, yep, I can get this back, get this back to her. Mm. So the story was that this friend of mine and his wife and his s- sister were traveling. Somebody had stolen their wallet three years ago, and he had told me about so it. So you
1: actually knew the person yeah. whose wallet yeah. it was. So what? he
2: had the, they lost the wallet. And obviously, only the money had been picked out of the wallet. And the wallet was thrown over the compound wall to this man's house, where we were. Wow. What is the randomness of that, of me having landed up in the same complex where he lived? So, he (laughs) found that wallet. And so, he said he took it to the Indian consulate to ask them to return it. And they said, oh, there's nothing in there. It's only like travel cards or Mm -hmm. airline cards. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. But I will tell you, the wallet was more expensive than the money in there. (laughs) That much I know for a fact. So... um, I opened it and I said, Yeah, I know this family mm-hmm. because his sis- her sister is married to my best friend from school. Wow. So my friend said, That's How are you going to return it? I said, Because I know this person. So that was super crazy.
1: That's wild. So he
2: said, it's For three years now, I've been trying to get it back to s- this person. But, so I said, Don't worry, I'll make sure I give it, get it back. That's how we started the conversation. And then he took me downstairs to the basement wow. to show me stuff. Then he invited me for tea. And then we had this conversation. Oh, he goodness. was such an interesting man. But unfortunately, we were leaving that evening because he. Invited us to have dinner. So later on, of course, I came and Googled him, and I think he was like the information minister or something mm. in Prague at that mm. time in the assembly. So he was someone high ranking. Mm. But on the side, I think they did something equivalent to our NPR, where they kind of broadcast jazz, which mm-hmm. was not, they were not supposed to do back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So that's like why like it was this whole underground or, yeah. operations of people creating music underground and broadcasting on the radio from that underground space. Yeah. But it was such wow, a random that's chance that's cra- intriguing thing. And I'm saying that's the other point of going in the less trodden yeah, path. Absolutely. That's the other reason of going in places that you're not familiar with mm-hmm. because it gets you these kind of experiences mm-hmm. by chance that are totally mm-hmm. exhilarating mm-hmm. and makes you just wonder, right? Yeah. How the world yeah. functions. I mean, that's the at. same thing I do. <laughs> when <laughs> yeah, I go yeah, to yeah. a
1: city, I'm like, hey, take me somewhere take where you, yeah. no one is no going. <laughs> <laughs> I want to discover yeah, the city. Yeah. Wow. So
2: you know that Robert Frost poem, right? The road less traveled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where. That's where yeah. you should go.
2: That's where
3: you should go.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is this has been it's great. Thank good. I,
3: I Thank know you, you have
1: stuff to do. No, no, no. So I'm I'm gonna leave you with. I have one last, sure. I guess, three-part question. Mm-hmm. It, um, I don't know if it'll be easy or difficult sure. for you to no, answer. No problem. So, what's your favorite city in the U.S.? Favorite state in the U.S. And then your favorite country to visit.
2: I the, my favorite city might be New York City. I could live there in a day.
3: There you go. That's I, love my That's yes. where I'm from. I love New York. Yes,
2: I love New York because I just think it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. And every time you walk past somebody, they're speaking different languages. And you can, when you walk past places, you get the smells of different food. So there's always a dilemma. Do you go Northern Manhattan or South? Because there's so much going on. And I like that you know, challenge that you face to make decisions.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I just love it. I always feel, I've never lived there. I always feel at home uh, when I go there. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could live there, and mm-hmm. I have not. Favorite state? I'm torn between California and Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Really? For two different reasons. Minnesota? Minnesota because when... Well, you, you spent know, a lot of time. I spent in, so a lot of time. And it was a place out. that you first came, and everything there was a new experience. So your memory of that place is very vivid. And mm. I traveled the whole place with the when I didn't own a car. The The whole state? Yeah, the whole state. The challenge of trying to get to the different places, experiencing different climates and Mm -hmm. weather and seasons and landscapes and the lakes and water bodies and the Mississippi River and the history of the place. And I also took a class on Native American architecture and that informed me a lot about the place Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. country. And a class I took in Minneapolis and made me travel the US the way I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called um, um, Making the American Urban Landscape. I did an urban design class, a course for my mm-hmm. graduate school. Uh, it was very heavy theory based because if you remember, th- my undergraduate was very structured, practical. How do you p- plot a building on a site?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But my I took purposely took more theory courses in grad school.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, that's the ex- excitement of understanding metaphorical references and abstract art and uh, all of that. So. But Minnesota was very nice because you learned different things, but I thoroughly enjoyed living in San Diego and California Mm -hmm. and the weather was beautiful. So I feel at home in both those places, which I have enjoyed living. So those are the two states. And your third question was the country. You know, (laughs) it's hard to say because you have seen different parts of the world at different times in your life but if you made me pick at different times in your life when you were different ages and a different state of mind, mm -hmm. um, but if you had to tell me to pick one, I would really like to pick the United States, I think. Really? Because, and my reference to tell you that is because I've lived here for 28 years. Mm -hmm. It's more than I've lived anywhere else. So you would never do that if you were not if you did not respect and regard a place that much, you would have gone on, you would have moved on, and you would have found something else. Mm-hmm. Because every other place, you, it's a novelty to you, you, you're a visitor. But I think this is a place that you've, same would say, I would say for India, because it gave you the basis to be who you are. So mm-hmm. both this, but I would not enjoy living there now. Mm-hmm. I enjoy living here. And I, so I think this country is nice. But a country to visit, New Zealand, if I have to give advice to somebody yeah. else, a place to visit is a country and if they had only one place to go, yeah. I might say visit New Zealand, partly because it's driven by the landscape and the people are very yeah. nice and yeah. the place is small enough to see that you can experience different things fast. So if that might be something, I might tell somebody else. Mm. But I'd pick this place, this place. The, the country's beautiful. Yeah. The intelligence, the people, the place, the... And it's just... Heartwarming, and I'm That's glad great. to have lived here that long. Have been privileged to have lived here that long.
1: That's great.
2: But thank you for asking, and thank you for having me on this conversation. The pleasure is all mine. mine thank too you trust so. This is such a treat. No, I mean, this is
1: going to be great. I can't wait for people to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Calvin. I'm you. Yancy Wilkinson, and you're listening to the Open Road. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood.
0: And I I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Life is just a lonely highway I'm out here on the open road Old enough to see behind me Young enough to feel my soul I don't want to lose you, baby Without you For now I got to be without you got a pocket full of money and a pocket